I'm Christina. And I'm Megan. And this is The Aftermath of Sex. I'm a certified nurse midwife. And I'm a registered nurse. And this is not medical advice. Hello, hello. Hey. How's everybody doing? <laughs> Here she goes again. There's just one of us. Yeah. There's, there's two of us. <laughs> it's true. How's it going? Oh, it's going good. Um, for those of you who can't see us, Megan and I are distance recording today, yeah. which... We all know that we don't love to do, but um, sometimes that's what life requires. Yeah. So we're just going to just do it and it'll be fun. Anyway. It's going to be great fun. I hope. Oh, no, my computer. <laughs> Actually, I'm super excited because today is um, a birth adventure day and we haven't had one in a while. Yes. Birth adventures. It's very exciting. Thank you yes. for sending in the birth adventures. Yes. If you can, thank- we'll continue to send stickers to you if you send in your birth adventures. Or your veggie tales. Yep. Um, and I think it's just important for everybody to know that in order to keep going, we need you, you guys to share. Um, share your stories. And I know a lot of you have um, share, shared your special story. But... Um, one of the best ways to help us grow is to, um, you know, share the podcast with your friends or write a review or like us and share us on your social media, things like that would really, really be helpful. Um, or just like give a like at the end of each episode, which will boost our like awareness on, um, both Spotify and Apple and kind of where people get their podcasts so that we come up on the top of the search engine. And so there is a sticker in it. Yeah. If you could share and, um, yeah. Yeah. Share your stories. Where do you, you, do, you share them, Megan? do you, yeah, you can share them at www.theaos411.com. <laughs> I apologize for my dog. I love your dog. There's not a whole lot I can do about it. So hopefully, yeah, Prim. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's going to help. It's like herding kittens. You can't make it stop barking. Yeah, she um, enjoys barking at anything that walks by our house. Yeah. She gets up on the couch because she's just this little thing and she just stares out the window and just barks it. You know, the children. So All the children. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so I need to know how yeah. your... What happened with the float? Went. I know. So I was so proud of the kids when they finished our float. And you'll just have to go listen to our previous episode to know what I'm talking about. And um, they did an excellent job. And I thought that we were going to win. Because when everyone came out, there was one cluster I was afraid of. Oh, and then, no. Yeah. And they did really awesome. And then 
um, then they got like fourth place or something. And there's five clusters and they got fourth place. Oh. And, so, and I thought we were a shoe in and then, oh. and then we didn't win. It was <gasps> Kids are salty, but we did get second place and it, yeah. I asked for the score sheet just because out of curiosity, I haven't gotten it yet. It's okay. I'm not gonna <laughs> it. But you know, anyway, they did a great job. It, it was so much fun. And the collaboration with the students was just, it was so great. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad it's over. There's still some aftermath of the float in my lab, but we'll get there. Yeah. I can imagine that that might stay around for a while. Well, the glitter sure will. People will be complaining about the glitter for the next three months. And I don't care because I like a little sparkle and it's okay. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with the sparkle. Yeah. I like glitter a lot, actually. I don't mind it at all. So, but yeah. I, but the more I use glitter at school, the more I understand that people hate it, actually. Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like glitter just stays around for months. I know. So then you just, you're just sparkly for months. What's wrong with that? Or you were at an inappropriate place and (laughs) (laughs) no judgment, no judgment. Uh, Anyway, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, it was a good time, but good. Well, I'm sorry you didn't win, but second place isn't bad. No, it's not bad. It had to have been a close second. We did an excellent job. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded like a good, good um, idea. Yes, it was a great idea. Oh man, Megan left me. No, I'm right here. I just went and I'm just going to love on my dog while I read birth adventures and then maybe keep her life together. She can be part of birth adventures. Yeah. Well, um, I forget who's starting. Am I starting? Yep, you're going to start. Okay, I'll start. This is a good one. This is a good one. I'm excited. So this is from Miss Allison. And she says, um, how lucky Fairbanks is to have Christina. Now, I just read that first line and I want to cry, but I haven't cried in so long. So I'm going to try to keep it together. Yeah. Well, we haven't had a birth adventure in a minute. So that's probably. Well, that's that's true. (laughs) Oh, you're funny. Way to call me out. Um, That's really sweet. Yeah. And um, Anyway, thank you. And. She goes on to say, I first started seeing Christina after I've, I had two miscarriages and struggled with conceiving for 15 months. She prescribed me letrozole. And after a few months, I was pregnant with my rainbow baby. Yay. Fast forward to 34 weeks. I went to see Christina and mentioned I was very itchy. Something I didn't think was too concerning ended up being something that could be very serious. Coleostasis of pregnancy. This meant weekly monitoring, a 37-week induction, instant anxiety. Along with that, I was also very anemic and had to get weekly iron infusions. July 6 came and it was time to be induced. We got to FMH and at 8 a.m. and um, and started hourly doses of cervix ripener to get things going. Around 8 p.m., I noticed some uncomfortable contractions. A nurse checked and noticed I was around five centimeters with bulging bag of waters. It was decided we could st- stop the ripener and get the epidural on board, get the pitocin started. Yeah. Uh, Christina came in shortly after. 
All of that happened and broke my waters and felt baby's head. That's <laughs> put that in parentheses because it's very important. Yes, it is. <laughs> Shortly after that, I noticed I could feel intense pain on half of my uterus. I think the epidural was only working on one side. The nurse checked me and said I was complete. Christina came in. <clears throat> oh, I lost my spot. Sorry. Christina came in and it was go time. I pushed twice when I suddenly heard Christina say, okay, hold on just a minute. This baby is coming head first. Yes. Little. Oh, wait. Oh, I, she must've, <laughs> she must've hold met on. not head first. Isn't. It was this not baby head first. isn't coming head oh, first. Yeah. Yes. Chris, little Quinn must have flipped position very last minute. I wasn't quite sure what that meant. So I asked her if it was okay. She told me, yes, it just changed every, everything. <clears throat> I'm just like, <laughs> I'm having a hard time reading it because I'm feeling it. Still. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So. I wasn't quite sure what that meant. So I asked her if everything was okay. And she told me, yes, it just changed everything. They called Dr. Lorison and had him on standby, but I knew I needed to get her out. I gave it a one, two, three. I can't remember exactly more pushes. And Miss Quinn Elizabeth was born Frank breach at one eleven on July 7th. I then found out that was Christina's first breach delivery ever. <laughs> She remained calm and kept me calm the entire time. Unfortunately, due to her crazy arrival, Quinn did end up staying eight days in the NICU. But she is now a happy, healthy six-week-old, and we are also in love with her. Christina, I can't thank you enough for everything you've done for my family and me. I can't read these things out loud. This is why when people <laughs> give me thank you cards, I can't read them because they just cry. <laughs> Um, there were so many times I wasn't sure if we would ever get our rainbow baby and you made our dreams a reality. We love you and we're so grateful for you. Thank you. Oh, sweet. She said, you hold a very, very special place in our hearts. I'm sorry if I left any details out. Everything was a bit of a blur. Yes, everything was a big blur. Yeah. Yeah, this was this was an exciting delivery. And I just wanted to add my side, my, my, what I experienced with this, because um, I, I was, I was out at the desk, at the nurse's station. I can't tell you what I was doing. Um, and I get a call. We have these little walkie talkie things basically. And the charge nurse says, Megan, <laughs> can you get Dr. Lorison? You said Dr. Um, uh, and so we're preparing for a breach delivery. Okay. Now, as far as I knew, we were in just a normal room. We <laughs> have a normal vaginal <laughs> delivery. And so I said, because I could not believe what I was hearing, honestly, I've never in my years heard had been asked for that particular request. And so I said, wait, what? <laughs> and she said, yes. I think she said something like, yes, you heard me right or whatever. And so I was like, okay, so of course now I'm going to find this doctor <laughs> happened to be in the next room. And so I'm only imagining what she just described was in there. And it, it actually was like a beautiful delivery. I wish I could have seen it, but from what I heard, it was amazing. And 
I am calling for this doctor in the room. Okay. And he's probably, but he's talking to the nurse in there. And so I'm saying his name multiple times. I had to have said his name like three times and I was getting ready to just like bust up in there. And then I heard a cry from the, from the next door. And I was like, never mind. And I just walked away because <laughs> clearly it had been managed. But it was it was a really um, an interesting 45 seconds, you know, <laughs> like not knowing what I was going to walk into. And then it was over before I even got in there. It all happened so fast. Well, one of the things I try to do is remain very calm because yeah. I think it's really important to be calm. It is. It is. It's incredibly. Everyone is going to like, you know, do what you do. Yeah, they're going to all feed off the energy, right? So if your provider's panicking, which I wasn't, um, no. but if your provider's panicking, the whole room is panicking. If your yeah. nurses are panicking, then, you know, it just kind of like they all, everybody's energy feeds off of each yeah. other. So no, everyone just has to yeah. at home and just do what you're trained to do, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it was for a first breach delivery it was i will forever remember it as one of the most awesome things in life yeah yeah awesome not I, even i am so glad yeah me too <laughs> anyway thank you for sharing that story because that was one of them i will remember that for as long as i live and i wasn't yeah. even there, but i will i will remember <laughs> it was so great Thank yeah. you for sharing so much. Yeah, I appreciate you. you. And thank you for the kind words. You're so sweet. So sweet. Okay. All right. So now we are going to tell Krista's story. Thank you for sharing your story, Krista. Peyton Smith's birth story on Monday, March 28th, we had an appointment with Christina. And after taking my blood pressure, she told us she would like us to call the hospital and see if they have room for us. She wanted me to be induced due to my rising blood pressure. I had preeclampsia. I was nervous about being induced, but was excited to meet our little one. As Sam and I went home, I called the hospital and they said they would check on a room and call us back. I instantly went to take a nap after getting home because I wanted to get some rest. About 20 minutes later, my phone rings and Sam answers it. I hear him saying she's taking a nap. <laughs> However, they didn't want to talk to him. They wanted to talk to me. So in he comes with the phone. He felt bad and didn't want to wake me up, but it's okay. Um, they told me they had a room and to come in. We grabbed our bags and went into Fairbanks. Before going to the hospital, we stopped at Subway to get some food. Smart girl. Excellent. We got to the hospital and checked in. That night, we started the induction process. I don't remember all of the medications I took, but it was a slow process. During the day, we would walk like crazy and try to get things started, but nothing seemed to work. On Thursday, we tried the Cook's balloon, and it seemed to work. However, I wasn't progressing very fast. That afternoon, one of the nurses came into our room and said, I see on the monitor you're having contractions. How are they feeling? I looked at her and said, I'm having cramps, but nothing unusual. She then asked if I had bad periods, to which I answered yes. She said, I must have a high pain tolerance. And I responded, uh, maybe. I'm not sure. I <laughs> have bad cramps that night as well as Friday. On Friday, I didn't get much rest throughout the day as I was up and trying to walk and move as much as possible to get things moving. All of the staff were great, but my husband and I were very tired of the hospital. That night... Yep. I finally got comfortable in bed and started to fall asleep when I heard a loud pop. I sat up thinking, what was that? Then I heard another pop. 
and I started to feel warmth between my legs. Yeah. Realizing my water broke, I clicked the call button. When the nurse answered, my husband woke up at the same time. And I said to both of them, I think my water just broke. My husband looked stunned and surprised that something was actually happening. And the nurse said she would be right in. Looking up up at the clock, I realized it was 12, 12 a.m. They helped me clean up and she asked if I was going to have an epidural and I replied yes. Waiting for the anesthesiologist, I could feel the contractions more and more. However, they were still bad cramps. Looking back now, part of me wishes that I would have tried to stick it out longer just to see if I could do it. After getting cleaned up, we went back to bed and tried to get some rest. Saturday rolls around and wow, this is, we're like day three or something. Um, Saturday rolls around and about two in the afternoon, Christina said I was ready for practice pushes. Yay. I was so excited because I thought things were really happening. I pushed once and remember her saying, okay, let's try just one more. I'm thinking one more to get her out. That's it. Really? Well, I pushed one more time, but in the middle of it, she told me to stop (laughs) and a nurse quickly moved Sam from my side, grabbed out an oxygen mask and put it on my face. The nurse told me to breathe slow and deep. Looking around, I gave a look like, what is going on? And I think Christina read my mind because at that moment, she told us that the baby didn't like that and that her heart rate dropped drastically. She explains that it could be because she isn't in the right position to come out yet and the baby wouldn't be able to handle more pushes at this time. Christina assured us that she was more than happy to wait and try again later, or we could opt for a C-section. She gave us some time to decide and stepped out of the room. At that point, I lost it. I was so sad and upset. I just sobbed as Sam hugged me. I did not want a C-section, but I was so tired of being at that hospital and we just wanted to meet our baby. However, I knew that if we had this procedure, we would have to stay in the hospital a few more days. The tears kept coming. We talked through it and decided, um, and eventually decided to have a C-section and get her out. During the procedure, someone said, oh yeah, she wasn't going to come out like that. Baby girl was trying to come out forehead first, so her chin was not tucked in and she was essentially stuck. Hearing this, I was glad we chose this option. It all was super fast and I couldn't believe it. It was amazing hearing her cry after that long week. Side note, Sam's mother passed away from cancer when he was 10 years old. Her birthday was April 3rd. Since we were admitted to the hospital on Monday, March 29th, I thought, oh man, she will be born in March. Well, I was wrong. By Thursday morning, I knew in my heart that she was waiting until Saturday to be born on her grandma's birthday. Oh, That's so sweet. When my water broke that Saturday morning at 12, 12 a.m., I had this overwhelming feeling that his mom was with, with us and would look over our baby as she entered the world. Although our birth didn't go at all like we thought, it still gives me goosebumps when I think about the timing of it. We gave Peyton the same middle name as Sam's mom, Jean. Oh, what a lovely end to that story. I love that. That was, that's so special. And you know what? Um, It's so hard when you have that happen to make choices when you're so exhausted and you have to think about all the things that are going on that are scary when you don't know the final outcome, you know, and Being able to take a minute and think about it and make decisions was really, really good. And you made the right decision, which you would have eventually got there anyhow, because (laughs) 
babies don't generally come out forehead first. There are very few cases where a forehead or what we call brow presentation um, is successful with a vaginal birth, unless the brow is with a chin tucked. Because sometimes if the brow is coming and the chin is tucked, it will fit. But most of the time, the chin is like the head is extended and the chin being up won't fit. So good outcome. That's healthy mom, healthy baby. I love your story. And yeah, awesome. fact, you. I mean, you're just a birth warrior girl. Cause that was a long, that's process. a long, that's a long, long stint. Thank you for sharing your story. Love that so much. Um, so the next one is an anonymous birther and, um, she says, Excitement, confusion, and slight fear were the feelings I went through as I awoke from contractions. It was 12 a.m. of February 14th. I was 32 weeks pregnant. Oh, no. Upon waking up, I didn't think too much of this discomfort I was feeling because I refused to be fooled by Braxton Hicks. (laughs) By Braxton and Hicks. (laughs) Oh, I I love it. (laughs) I love that. Great. I had an appointment scheduled to see an OBGYN for a check-in appointment along um, along the way at 10 a.m. So I was pushing along in denial. It could be real for this appointment. <clears throat> right from the jump, the contractions were two to three minutes apart. As I um, as time went along, the feeling of the contractions got more and more intense. I decided somewhere along the way to take a bath to try to help time pass, plus aid the pain. Oh no. About 15 minutes after taking a bath, so we're looking at about 3.45 a.m., my fiancé woke up to me, hovered over the bed, trying to make it through a contraction. Yeah. I refused to have my water break in the bed. <laughs> so, oh, no. he ha- Oh, my gosh. I'm so worried. Yeah, me too. What is going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> he asked if it was time to go in. I was overwhelmingly trying to make the right decision. Prior to giving him the answer, I went to the bathroom and that's when I noticed the mucus plug had presented itself. My pants were bloody and I knew in that moment it was time to head in. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Time to meet baby girl. As we rushed into the, into town to the hospital, the pain was indescribable. I showed up to the hospital with her butt ready to come out since she was breached. Oh my goodness. Two breech babies. Oh my gosh. That's no, this, yeah. This is a breech vaginal delivery. Um, episode yeah hey going because whoa i wasn't expecting this what a twist i delivered delivered her (laughs) within 10 minutes of walking into the hospital doors oh my gosh then my baby girl was rushed to the NICU for respiratory help since she was eight weeks early but she was a rock star and grew like a weed oh thank goodness what an intense story (laughs) so intense oh my gosh and you know what? Denial is so powerful. It really is. Yeah. Never, never worry about us turning you away from yeah. the hospital. We'd rather that than you have a baby at home. Oh my gosh. I tell everybody that leaves triage. It's like my thing to say to everybody. I would rather turn you away 10 times than have something happen or have you be concerned at home. Like yep. just come in. It's easy for us to evaluate you and especially for something like labor, you know, some, you know, yeah. you were clearly in labor. 
You like I good, love I'm glad that you got there. That could have been like a a car delivery. Your your husband. Yeah. Part of the day. Ten yeah. minutes in triage. How crazy! Yeah. I seriously I can just imagine. Mm-hmm. That was probably a cluster mess that was very exciting at the time. <laughs> I'm sure it was exciting, but it seems like everything turned out great. Oh, yeah. Thank great. you for sharing. Thanks. It's awesome. Okay. All right, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah, for sharing your story. Okay, Sarah writes, I found out I was pregnant on February 6, 2022 and had a healthy typical pregnancy. I experienced nausea, vomiting, heartburn, and feeling huge, but blessed nonetheless. My husband and I decided to wait and find out the gender at birth. The pregnancy, me too. The gender or the pregnancy was full of excitement and anticipation. We took the evidence-based birth class per Christina's recommendation and planned to have an unmedicated birth in the hospital. However, we had an open mind about the whole process because let's face it, babies don't always cooperate. That is the mindset to have. Like yeah. going plan, knowing that it can be crushed. Like yep. yeah. Um, I have a history of spontaneous cerebrospinal fluid leaks, and I didn't want to take my chances on an epidural. Oh wow. Um, yeah. I loved learning about everything pregnancy, understanding why my body was doing what it was doing, and learning about the capabilities my body has. How empowering it is to be a woman. Amen. Yeah. To conceive and grow a whole human being is nothing short of superpower. I agree. Yeah. After my pregnancy, TVC OBGYN, whom I was seeing, closed down. I was advised by my friend who is a float nurse and frequently works in the Women's Center to see Christina. She believed that I would get along with her well, and she said Christina would give me the best chance of having a vaginal delivery. I worked as an ICU nurse at the hospital, and L&D was definitely not my world. So I took her recommendation... I see it's not my world. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yep. Christina is an amazing midwife and I feel beyond blessed to have experienced my first birth with her. Growing up, it was always an expectation that I would have family nearby for my pregnancy, birth, and postpartum support. However, now as a military spouse, having to accept my lifelong expectation was not obtainable, um, was difficult to accept. Delivering our baby 4,000 miles from family was emotional for me. Oh yeah. However, having an amazing husband, midwife and nursing team was incredible. It makes me sad to think Christina will probably never deliver another baby of ours again. Me too. Sweet. Thursday, October 20, our baby's due date. I worked the night of the 19th into the 20th. Around 1am, I started having mild cramping in my abdomen and some mild lower back pain. Nothing crazy and nothing too strong. At 6.15, AM, I lost my mucus plug and had my bloody show just before shift change. While I wanted to meet our baby, I also wanted to be able to get home and sleep because I knew it would be the last somewhat quality sleep before baby's arrival. That was smart. Having a baby after coming off my third night in a row did not sound like my idea of fun. You know, it's funny because that happens to a lot of nurses. Yes. It's almost like, I mean, some of them will be contracting through their shift. Just keep working. Yeah, I can keep working. Um, I got home, showered, and slept for a few hours. Oh, that's not enough, my friend. Um, at 1.30 p.m., we had our 40-week appointment with Christina, where she did my first cervical check, and I was 2 to 3 centimeters dilated and 70% effaced. She asked if I wanted uh, her to sweep my membranes. I told her since my body already seemed to be uh, doing something, and I felt it would be 
any day until labor, I would like to wait until my next appointment before attempting any interventions, which would have been Tuesday, just five days later. She agreed and told me she had already done three sweeps that day. She obviously (laughs) didn't say, but I'm sure she was somewhat relieved to hear I didn't want the membrane sweep. (laughs) Upon Dopplering the fetal heart rate, our baby's heart rate was 110. Um, when it usually sat around 130, 140, Christina recommended we monitor baby for half an hour just to be sure all was well. Moments later, Christina walked in with some water and snacks and asked if I had eaten anything. Since I just came off a night shift, I admitted that I had not eaten in quite a few hours and gladly accepted the snacks. Baby woke up a little and the heart rate was now in the 130s. Monitoring looked good and the heart rate was now strong and I was having some contractions. So we were sent on our way. After our appointment, my husband and I went to the banks and ate a meal. I filled my belly and we went home and took a great nap. Friday, October 21st, mild uh, mild contractions all day, but nothing too strong or crazy. I continued to lose bloody mucus. I spent the afternoon soaking up my time with my husband, knowing it would be the last time it was just the two of us. I also spent a bulk of the day finishing my school finals. I was in school to finish my MSN and was completing my last two classes. Oh, that Girl, was amazing. amazing. I completed my finals around 9 p.m. and climbed into bed for the night. Wow, that must have felt really nice. Yeah. <laughs> Sometime in the night, the contractions got stronger, manageable, but definitely noticeable. The, uh, the contractions were every five to seven minutes, but only lasting 30 to 40 seconds each. I let my husband sleep and went out to the living room. I bounced on my ball, paced, used my TENS unit, and worked through the contractions while practicing my breathing. At 4 a.m., I decided to try and relax, so I filled the tub with some warm water, lit a couple candles, and played some music. The contractions continued steadily, but still varying in duration, and now 7 to 15 minutes apart. It seemed the hot water slowed my contractions. Shortly after the bath, I was able to get comfortable enough to fall back asleep for about three hours. Saturday, October 22nd. My contractions slowed during the day. I spent some time relaxing, hydrating, eating, and trying to get rest. Around 11 p.m. that night, my husband and I spent some good old-fashioned quality time together. He drew me a bath, lit some candles, and gave me some time to decompress. After that, we laid in bed, and he gave me a back massage, did some acupressure, and rubbed clary sage on my belly and heels. We had read that. Yeah. We had read that clary sage can bring on stronger, more regular contractions when applied to the belly and heels if already in the early stages or of labor. As a side note, mix your clary sage in any carrier oil other than olive oil, or you will smell like a fried chicken. Speaking <laughs> of- <laughs> That's great. Oh, that's so funny. I know. That's great. Looking back, having these moments with my husband was my favorite part of my labor experience. Well, then- I have to just say that she said, speaking from experience. I know. <laughs> must have been smelling like a fried chicken. Oh, we then. talked about our excitements, concerns, hopes, and plans. It was really special, and I'm glad we got that time together. Shortly, excuse me, shortly after we fell asleep. Sunday, October 23rd, at 1.07 a.m., a contraction woke me up out of my sleep. Mildly strong, but remained steady. I continued to have contractions while laying in bed every seven to 10 minutes and lasting a full 60 seconds for an hour at two forty at two fourteen AM. The contractions got a little stronger and I felt too excited to go back to sleep. 
I went out to our living room and sat on the ball, did some squatting, paced around the room. Being upright seemed to help me best and got in and out of the tub. I let my husband sleep again because I knew there was no point in both of us being exhausted before the baby arrived. So there I labored through the night, proving to myself with each contraction I was capable. Oh, man. Women are truly amazing. Yeah. At 8 a.m., my husband woke up. I had been laboring again for almost seven hours. He didn't realize I had been up that long laboring by myself. At this point, my contractions were about four to five minutes apart, and I was starting to become too uncomfortable to sit. I had to pace in our house to get through them. My husband called our midwife. Tanya, who was on call the night before, said we should head in that way and that Christina would see us there after we got checked in. My husband took a shower and we got our stuff together. As we headed out out the door, we knew the next time we came home, we would be bringing our new baby. At 9.15 a.m., we checked into the hospital. The nurse came down and met us in the waiting room to walk us up to triage. My blood pressure was a little high. I think I was just excited and in pain from the frequent contractions. It ended up coming down. Baby's heart rate was looking great. And when the nurse did my first cervical exam to see if I could be admitted, I was six centimeters and 80% effaced. Wow. Way to rock at home. That was, I mean, that is just perfect. Perfect. Like, yeah, perfect. She said if she didn't know I was in active labor, she wouldn't never would have guessed. I was so relieved to be six centimeters already and 80% of face. If I would have been less than four centimeters, I think I would have cried. It was so exciting. We would be meeting our baby soon. After we got settled into a room, signed some forms, got my IV and everyone was settling down. My husband looked at me and asked, now what? I chuckled <laughs> and said, now we do more of the same. This is why I wanted to labor at home as long as we could, because there's not much to do in these four walls. Through the day, we labored in the hospital, working through contractions by walking and breathing. Around 3 p.m., I got into the tub and felt relaxed. I was able to have some pain relief in my back, and my contractions yet again spaced out. After getting out of the tub, the nurse explained Christina wanted to do another cervical exam and then discussed whether we wanted to break my water or not. Upon the cervical exam, I was 80% and 8 centimeters and still 80% of face. Another hour went by and Christina came in and talked about breaking my water. My husband and I agreed it was uh, best to help speed things up. And Christina broke my water at 5.47 p.m. I was 9 centimeters and 90% of face when she broke it. And you're like rocking this labor. So amazing. Yeah. yeah, so amazing. Baby's heart rate remained stable and the water was clear and looked good. Now was the hard part. I spent the next couple hours on my hands and knees in bed without being able to move much. My hand, uh, my husband was doing hip hip squeezes with each contraction, while simultaneously trying to watch the Steeler game on the TV <laughs> behind us. With multitask, Dad, <laughs> it was so much pain, but I was able to get through each contraction. At seven seven twenty five p.m., I was ready to be done. Christina did another cervical check before I pushed, and she said I was nine point five centimeters and a hundred percent of face. We set up to start the pushing process. I pushed with a squat bar. Honestly, pushing didn't feel that great. I expected it to be more instinctive, but I definitely had to work up the nerve to push between contractions. Um, However, with each contraction, I was able to push through the pain. We were so close now to meet our baby. My husband made a joke with a Snickers bar about how I'm not me when I'm hungry. (laughs) I think that was a fun delivery. There was laughter, a few smiles between my contractions. 
After all, we were about to meet our baby. My husband gets very squeamish, so we put him at the head of the bed. During the pushing, I had to have my eyes closed to focus, and I couldn't stand the thought of having clothes on. Um, I ripped everything off and was a sweaty mess. I can't imagine what I looked like and still chuckle when I think about how ridiculous I probably looked. Never. Never. I know. Oh, dear. I'm sorry. (laughs) We had an EMT student in the room while I was pushing. The kid couldn't have been more than 18 years old and definitely had never seen a baby being born. Oh, man. Can you imagine? I bet that was (laughs) time for him. I was very open to a student in the room. After all, I was a student once and I know how exciting it is to actually get to see a birth while you're there. It really is. I went many clinical days without seeing a laboring mom or birth. As the baby was crowning, Christina said, there's so much hair I could braid it. And my husband, who gets squeamish, looked. He immediately came to my ear and whispered, I looked and I should not have looked. (laughs) I think that was something everyone in the room missed. I love that. It was probably a little secret between the two of you. Um, I went to open my eyes and tell him, you definitely should not have looked. Went out of the corner of my eye, the EMT student ran out of the room. I assumed to get some fresh air, poor kid. <laughs> oh, no. She's scared the EMT. Oh, oh man. My 10 centimeter hoo-ha scarred him for life. <laughs> I never got to apologize. So EMT student with black curly hair, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Oh man, I don't think I've ever seen that happen. At one time, or at one point, I remember looking at Christina and saying, This does not feel like it's working. She re- reassured me that it definitely was working and that she could see the baby. I was surrounded by such a supportive team. Lots of you got this mama and you're doing greats. After 45 minutes of pushing, our baby was out. Wow, that's not bad at all. So good. Christina quickly placed our baby on my belly and I could see only the top of the baby's head. I immediately looked at my husband and asked, what did we have? As it was his designated job to announce the gender. He questioned, I think it's a girl. I asked, (laughs) "Um, what do you mean you think it's a girl? And Christina with excitement exclaimed, it's a girl. Our Josephine Patricia was born at 8, 10 p.m. on Sunday, October 23rd, 2022, weighing seven pounds, six ounces and 20 inches long. She was and is perfect and just had her first birthday. I don't remember much for the, uh, the few hours after she was born. I remember feeling spaced out and almost out of body because I couldn't believe I had actually pushed a whole baby out of me. It is an out of body experience. I I relate that same way. The next day, Christina brought us the most adorable knitted pink cat. She informed us that she had wanted to give each baby she delivered a knitted hat. She said she had finished like one hat in a week and just didn't have enough time. (laughs) She had told her mom her idea. And by the next weekend, her mom sent her a box of knitted baby hats because, you know, my mom is amazing. Yeah. So thank you for the hat, Christina's mom. We stayed another night in the hospital because we wouldn't have had to go home in the middle. We would have had to go home in the middle of the night after the 24 hour hearing test at 8 PM. The next day we got discharged home. The three of us got home and sat on the couch. And with excitement, my husband said, now what? He says that <laughs> <a> lot, <huh? laughs> I laughed and said, now we raise her until she's 18. Oh, if only it just ended at 18. After 18. Oh, man. Girl. Uh, the My first 
I'm still an issue. So I, you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> three nights home. I remember being on a high, a high of hormones, emotions, and disbelief that I actually just did that. Not only did I do that, I rocked it. I quite literally felt like I didn't need sleep, didn't need it. And I didn't want it. All I wanted to do was stare at my adorable baby girl. However, that was a short-lived feeling because by night three, I remember ugly sobbing to my husband that I needed to get sleep through my postpartum. I don't mean to laugh at your sobbing. It's just so, it's so true. Just see it. I can picture it in, in my head, what was happening in that room. Through my postpartum experience, I've learned babies have a funny way of taking you right up to your breaking point and then giving you exactly what you need. Oh, so nothing true. more, nothing less. That night, Josephine let me sleep three whole hours without interruption. Pure bliss. Postpartum was hard. Emotions of anger, frustration, and exhaustion. I feel like postpartum is always shown as rainbows and butterflies, but that was not. There were the highest of highs followed by the lowest of lows and lots of hormones. However, I would do it over and over and over if it meant having our daughter. The harder part, breastfeeding. Oh, yeah. sore and bleeding nipples from poor latch and cluster feeding. I went to the baby cafe support group in town that Christina recommended. And after a month of having to work up the nerve to feed our daughter, let me start over that. I went to the baby cafe support group in town that Christina recommended. And after a month of having to work up the nerve to feed our daughter, every couple of hours, it finally got better. I met another mom at the support group and she told me breastfeeding sucks in the beginning, but you just have to push through. And I can confirm now, 12 months later, that she was right. We're still going strong, and it has truly become second nature. Women are beautiful and amazing. I was extremely proud of myself and my body for allowing an unmedicated vaginal birth. You are capable, mama. However, regardless of if you have an unmedicated, medicated, or C-section birth, you are beautiful and amazing. Yes. Always do what's best for you and your baby. Watching our daughter grow and show her little personality has been the most humbling experience of our lives. She's the perfect mix of sugar and spice. We love our Josie girl so much. Thank you, Christina, for providing the best birth birth experience to me, my husband, and our daughter. If we're blessed to have more children, whoever delivers them has big shoes to fill. What a lovely story. Wow. Yeah. And just your little messages, you kind of, you know, fit in throughout the story. That was really awesome. Thank you. I think it's so cool that um you were able to like remember I'm bawling like a baby. So that's why I sound ridiculous. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I think it's just really cool that you kind of told how you led up to your actual birthing day. Yeah. That is sometimes what happens. It's just this latent labor that just can kind of start and 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 back off and then start and back off and you yeah. you were able to express it so beautifully it was so great i know i really loved it and i was really glad that you were able to like get some sleep after working three days in a yeah. row in a row because yeah. so that is yeah exhausting awesome well thank you so much ladies for sharing your stories all of you are wonderful awesome. and amazing and if you haven't received stickers yet, you will. Yes. And also um, tell your friends and family to listen to your birth story and then encourage them to write their birth story. And um, don't forget to like, review, follow, share all of the good things. Yep. 
And um, you can go to www.theaos411.com to submit any of your stories. Thank you so much for sharing. This was a great um, birth episode, birth adventures episode. I I can't believe there's two breach. We had the theme. And no. we didn't use it. We I like. know. It's so funny. <laughs> it happens sometimes, though. I've noticed it's weird. It is weird. You know, we try to not um, read them beforehand so we can have authentic responses. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, everyone, for sharing. We hope you feel enlightened today. Yes, we do. Spread love and laughter. laughter. And tears. If you want to spread some tears, too. They're happy tears. Yeah. But sometimes just tears are good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.